Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. Dave and Nate from the Foo Fighters. Great to have you on board. Uh, we're going to start with a bold statement. If the Beatles had had the special effects, Studio 666 is the movie Help could have been. Uh, I think it's the movie Get Back could have been. I feel like, you know, you just sort of throw in a couple chainsaws and and uh, butcher knives, you would have had Studio 666. <laughs> yes. It's gone out with a bang. With a bang, man. Yeah. You guys have never done a music video by halves. When did you first come up with the idea of a film? It happened about three years ago, and it wasn't really my idea at first. A friend of mine was in some business meeting with someone completely unrelated and texted me on his way out and said, I just had a meeting where these people mentioned they want to make a horror film with the Foo Fighters. And at first I thought that's the stupidest idea I'd ever heard and why would we ever do something that ridiculous? But then we we started making our record in this old house, which is the house in the film. We actually made our record there. And so I started thinking, well, wait, we have the house. Why don't we just finish making the record, take a couple weeks off and then make some really low budget slasher fun horror film. And so I came up with the idea that band needs to make a record, band moves, moves into creepy old house, house happens to be haunted i become possessed i murder the <laughs> entire band over creative differences and then i go so and that was it and then from there it just kind of like just snowballed into this huge avatar project that was like oh my god we made a movie <laughs> i never tell everybody that the house was haunted while we were making the movie yeah and it was all gonna be like get it and then real life and the film and people won't know what's what i mean i gotta be honest like you never know what's 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 what comes next what's your the two slogans from the movie that i want to get put onto a line of t-shirts if possible are kiss my grits and <laughs> yes. uh Meditating in the ass. I want to get that on a T-shirt as well. <laughs> we can make that happen. Coffee mugs, T-shirts, yeah. whatever you need. I, I thought for sure you were going Pearl Jam High Five on that one. I did too. I saw that one coming. From <laughs> I thought it was going to be Pearl Jam High Five, and you're my second favorite band after Coldplay. That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> for you, uh, Dave. You, you, I mean, talking about the "Kiss My Grits" uh, apron that you're wearing whilst grilling, I, I felt that during the movie you allowed your grilling skills to come under a bit of ridicule. And we've spoken to you before on Home Time, and you've actually got you're quite an, an accomplished barbecuer. So that's quite big of you to do that. Listen, don't talk smack about my barbecue. Sensitive, or you'll that. see what happens in Studio Six Six Six. <laughs> yeah, but you let you let everyone. You, you were saying just a few moments ago that you know this this was your idea, and you've you've let everyone in the band throughout the film have a go at your grilling. Is is that you becoming self aware, or have you been stitched up? Well, okay, so Ooh. that basic simple idea, the the premise of the whole film, that was mine, and then we handed that to these screenwriters, this woman Rebecca and her husband Jeff. So they came up with a lot of these sort of like inside jokes. And I think what they were doing in talking about my lousy barbecue, they were setting up Chris Shiflett's ultimate demise. Because he was the one that talked the most about my barbecue. So guess what happens? We'll see. Uh, Nate, can I commend you as well and congratulate you on uh, some amazing knitwear during the movie, channeling 80s college slasher movie vibe. It's really the star of the film. Yeah, they Isn't got it? some... Yeah, kick-ass cardigans happening there. Yeah, that's what happens when you hire Scooby-Doo to be your stylist for a film. <laughs> <laughs> that's some amazing stuff. There's, there's, a, there's definitely a sideline of uh, of merch there with the, the, some of the some of the uh, the Bing Crosby-esque uh, knitwear. Oh, we're gonna, we're, I don't know if you know this. We're selling 
Pat Smear nightcaps. Have you seen those? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine has already sent me a photo from like an apartment store of pretty much the thing. So it's, it's already it's already caught on. Yeah, it's the new grunge. Amazing. <laughs> There's some amazing deaths in the movie, obviously. Do you have a particular favorite? Uh, were they a collective enterprise coming up with the ideas of these deaths or is one person sicker than the other and they come up with all of them? That one, I mean, there's kind of like, there's the death and then there's the other ones. That's kind of the way <laughs> it breaks down. Like there's, <laughs> Rami dies in a particularly fantastic way. <laughs> Not for he time. does. Yeah. He doesn't die of natural causes. Let's just say that. <laughs> there was a... Um, there was a one person, this our special effects guy, Tony Gardner. He was the one that came up with most of the ideas for the kills. And he's like old school Hollywood sci uh, special effects legend. So, I mean, he, you know, he's been coming up with murder scenes his entire life. So he tried to sort of go a little bit deeper with Rami's kill scene. But although Chris's is pretty good, too. I like Nate um, and Pat. Yeah. Like they're all just so ridiculous that it's great. Uh, you, you could tell straight away that you guys uh, love your horror movies because I noticed in the opening credits when I saw John Carpenter's name on there. So you know you got like you went right to the top in terms of pure uh, royalty for horror movies. Yeah, it's funny that happened purely by chance and coincidence that um, our lighting designer, the guy who's our lighting guy on tour, Dan, Dan went out and did lights for John Carpenter when John Carpenter went on tour and performed his music for live audiences. So when we told Dan that we were making a horror film, Dan's like, oh my God, I know John Carpenter. You should email him and see if he'll make a cameo. And I thought, there's no way, like why would he ever have anything to do with us? This is, but I emailed him and I said, hi, my name's Dave in a band making a horror film. And I guess like 15 years ago, we took his son's band on tour. So oh, he wow. emailed back and said, hey, since you treated my son so well on tour, not only will I be in your film, but I'll also write the theme song. So it was amazing. Jackpot. We hit the lottery. It's a horror film, obviously. Um, but we're seeing you guys recording an album in this, this haunted studio. Um, there's a lot of Doritos throughout the movie. Is that Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I was going to ask. Is so that, is that, yeah, wait a second. I saw a Paps Blue Ribbon in there too. Also, oh. Maybe a little bit of Jameson's. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, you know, <laughs> none of us, first of all, we paid for this entire film ourselves. And just kids, movies aren't cheap. And so, um, <laughs> so this whole, like, I don't know, corner of the production office that deals with those sort of endorsements. And I didn't realize this was happening until there was a scene where I was kind of drinking this beer and they're like, uh, okay, Dave, let's do that one more time, but make sure you hold the label towards the camera. <laughs> Nobody needs to be going to update the Foo Fighters Wikipedia page just yet and say that Doritos are their potato-based snack of choice. I mean, I, I gotta be honest. I usually go straight to the Doritos. And I'm not just saying <laughs> a lot of money. They bought you. They bought you. No, I'd be, even before they paid me millions of dollars. <laughs> so, guys, I mean, this is, this is, you know, a house where bad stuff happens to a band. Can recording studios hold bad band memories? Like, say, places where disastrous albums were recorded or bands split up at certain recording studios. You know, because you must have worked in so many recording studios over the years. Have any of them got a bit of history that it's like a bit of a, ooh? scare thing when you go to it 
Well, they've all got a, a bunch of history. There's this place, uh, Grandmaster, that we actually recorded our second record in. That was a uh, place where they uh, shot porn. That was I, remember, I remember that one. Yeah. And then you were just like, ooh, you don't want to touch your finger. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll leave a stink. Oh, and it's a restaurant now. This is the <laughs> thing. So, the, of course, like most amazing oh, man. They closed and turned into some like really hip new boutique Hollywood restaurant. And they're like, yeah, all these rock albums were made here. This is like hallowed ground. I don't think they know that the bathroom upstairs was used <laughs> in, a, in a porn parody that was called, it, it was a parody of the movie Time Bandits, but they called it <laughs> Bandits. Oh. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> that, bath, that, that red bathtub upstairs. It was like, oh, I'm gonna tell Major D that next time we go. Oh my God! You know who you should ask that question to? It's too bad Taylor's not here because when we're on tour, he'll actually like on days off, he just goes to old studios, which are all now defunct. And we'll just like lurk around <laughs> outside and ask people from the neighborhood, like, whatever album was made here, what? You're haunted by writer's block in Studio 666. You're nine albums now in. Surely you're never actually haunted by writer's block. I'm not. And we don't have that problem because fortunately we're not told to make albums. We only make them when it's time or we're inspired or we have material to go and record. I don't think we've ever walked into the studio with nothing in our back pocket. We always have something. So, um, I mean, I do know what it's like to be frustrated creatively, but I mean, most of the time we like, you know, we walk into the studio with almost too much here. I'll show you actually, this is what it's like in the food fighters rehearsal studio. Like, this is what this is what we're talking about here. Like, wow, this, um, whiteboard! Look at that. Like, this is what we have to. This is what we have to do to write a set list now. Like, <laughs> whiteboards. Right. Nate, do you hate it when Dave gets on the whiteboards? It winds you up. No, I, I, I'm detail oriented that way. I like a plan. I like things to be laid out. And when things get a little organized, then I'm in my little comfort. But it stuns me that a massive band like you guys could be working with whiteboards because that's laced with danger. One person brushes against that whiteboard with a heavy coat, Dave, and you've lost so much work there. Well, yeah, but then again, like you can sniff those friggin' pens all day long and come up <laughs> jam after jam. Yeah, there goes your Why do you think we play for three hours now? Yeah. Those friggin' pens. Get him on the pen. Get him on the pen. Uh, Get him off the pen. <laughs> Speak, speaking of accidents, there's some great stunts in the movie. Uh, Dave, how 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 much time clean of accidents are you so far in terms of you know not any form of growl injury kind of thing? Are you uh, six months clean, one year clean of, of falling over, breaking anything? Why are you gonna f***ing jinx it, dude? Come on, I'm on a I'm on a good run right now. Uh, I haven't had a proper accident in a while. I have been dancing a lot on the weekends in my friend's uh, living rooms. So maybe, yeah, I might, I might, you know, pull a calf muscle every now and then. <laughs> that's the stage. That's, and I'm just, and I'm, I'm dehydrated. So I, I'm going to dance floor is, I think, is like four inches tall. So yeah, it's <laughs> still sprained an ankle. So you could sprain an ankle. You could roll your ankle like that. Careful. That's painful. It has been, it's always great fun having you on the show. Thank you so much. I feel like we see you guys more than we see our own children. I mean, we're doing interviews. <laughs> it's great to see you again. <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. 
Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.